Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, Mike the Mariner. We even have a special in-studio desk, an in-studio guest who's going to be sitting at the desk. There you go. Uh, on the big show today because he is a diver and we are looking forward to Florida Spiny Lobster mini season, which is going to take place this Wednesday and Thursday in the state of Florida. What does this mean to boaters? Well, we're going to get deep into that. Uh, on the show a little bit today and how you can navigate these waters safely and not just for you as a boater but obviously for the divers like us you know jerry the diver guy's with us he's gonna you're gonna see him in just a bit he's actually cleaning up he he, he wanted to take a shower before he jumps in the ocean and goes after florida spiny lobster this week so uh yeah. it is time for his one shower of the week and that I happened, it was one shower it, of the month yeah well i i'm, I'm gonna say week but it conflicted okay. with the beginning of the world of boating show today but you're gonna see him and hear him a little bit later on um you know and i don't know and, and patrick what are you tapping on what are you doing what are you um <laughs> nothing <laughs> he's, he's playing he's, drums while he's, he's doing he's the world of boating to- yeah, uh, that was actually on my leg. I'm surprised you could hear that. Your your hearing is insane. Yes, you can't you can't hear me when I'm talking into the mic during the mic checks, but you can hear that. Of course, I can, as well as everybody else could do. All right. Anyway, uh, we got a full crew. Uh, it is lobster season this week, and you know, uh, Patrick. Uh, you know, he he doesn't really care about this because he's not a diver. But that's, but that's incorrect. Okay, but you care from a boating perspective, right? Yes, I do. Okay, because, uh, well, what would be the tip you would give boaters this week in Florida uh, from a boating perspective, Patrick? My tip is the that beautiful, iconic red flag with the white diagonal stripe is not just for album covers. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you may be a fan of Van Halen, but this week... Avoid that flag at all costs if you see it floating across the surface of the water. Don't see that flag and think, hey, there's a Van Halen concert going on over there. Let's go over there and see what's going on. Yeah, Familiarize yourself with the flag. And most everybody, as I said, it's a a fairly iconic flag that has transcended just the diving community, obviously. Mm -hmm. You see it throughout popular culture, what have you. Um, Be aware that not just when... Uh, lobster season is ongoing, but divers are in the water, especially here in Florida, right. uh, pretty much year round, weather permitting, conditions permitting. Mm-hmm. Be aware of where those areas are. Um, they tend to kind of be somewhat uh, stay in kind of the same locations for lobstering, things like that. Be aware of where those are and keep a wide berth. From them, well, legally in Florida, you got to maintain a wide berth. I, I, whenever I've been transiting boats up and down the East Coast, I will go 
far, far out of my way because you know, as we've talked about on the show, I have a problem with the dive flags themselves in that I don't think that they are displayed prominently enough. Well, there's uh, there actually there is an effort underway to make the dive flag uh, bigger in the state of Florida. We'll see where that goes. I actually got a new product called the 3D buoy, which is like a giant, you know, like the one of those inflatable clown things you punch. <laughs> and it, it literally is that big. Your uh, life after the show. Yeah, they 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 use they use those inflatable buoys for surfing contests. Well, I'm, they may do that, but this has they a do. giant dive flag on it too, and it's a new device for divers to use. It's optional, but it's much bigger than your traditional dive flag. I will be using one of those this week, so the boaters will. You know, even be more uh, aware of my presence under the uh, under the waves. But yeah, just if you see the dive flag, the diver down flag, uh, avoid it at all costs. Don't go up to it and like, hey, are there divers over there? Well, you know, hey, somebody left this flag for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, divers and boats usually don't mix. And remember, the divers they're supposed to you know stay close to the flag, but they may drift off a little bit from where the flag is actually floating on the surface, even though they're not supposed to. So give them a wide, wide berth. And remember, they can't see you. You can, you might be able to see that flag, but you, they can't see where the boat is. We we just hear a bunch of like underwater yeah, you hear that high speed whine. And there's no direction underwater as divers. I don't know if you uh, know you that. Can't Patrick. really tell. Yeah, you can't tell where the sound is coming from. So you can't tell where a boat is. When you hear the engines running when you're diving underwater. So you can't ask Vasily for one ping? You you no. just yeah, you just hope that they don't run over your dive flag and start taking up your line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to have that happen either. And uh but regardless, you know, it, it, it's a busy time for divers out there on the water, but boaters ne- definitely need to be on the lookout cuz they're going to be out in force if the weather uh cooperates this Wednesday and Thursday for uh, 48 hours as the recreational diving community gets a crack, uh, the first crack at the Florida spiny lobster of the season. So, uh, and I will be one of those. Uh, so please avoid me at all costs. <laughs> so, so is this the mini season? Is this yeah. the regular season? Is this mini the abbreviated? Season. It's 48 hour mini uh, lobster season for recreational divers. They open it up just to let recreational divers. The lobstermen set their traps. I, I believe they start them this Saturday. The Saturday oh, after. I, I saw them uh, when I was down in the Keys yesterday. I saw the traps still sitting by uh, US-1. Yeah, so the recreational diving community gets a crack at the lobster before the commercial lobstermen sit their traps for the season. And then after that, I be- like I said, I think it's this coming Saturday after Wednesday and Thursday of the sports season that Saturday the lobster commercial traps start getting set. And then the regular lobster season for everybody opens up like the 8th of August or something like that. The following week so they, they they stagger it like that so the commercial lobstermen in the fleet uh you know try they, they try to stagger it so they don't have a conflict with all the rec- recreational divers mm-hmm. trying to get out there and catch some lobster and yeah. stuff so yeah August. mike you going to participate in lobster season or no um, pr- if i do this year it will be uh during the regular season not during the sportsman season yeah um we normally do go down for sportsman season, but due to schedule conflicts, we had to go down in June instead of July. Yeah. One thing I was going to mention is, you know, down in the middle keys, you know, you can lobster all the way up into the channels in between the islands. And that's where it gets a little dicey when you have boats moving through and, right. you know, 
boats anchored out on the edge of the the uh, channels. It's I, you know, I thought Monroe changed those rules. I'll have to check that out. Well, in Monroe so, County, you can only get six lobster a day from a well, diver they perspective. They don't allow you to dive near the docks in Monroe. On Monroe, yeah, not, well, not, not the, the docks. I'm talking about the channels in yeah, between they, the islands. Yeah, which are very skinny. Yeah, they can what, be. What, a lot of water. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of water moves through there yeah. during what, tide changes. Wouldn't you think, from a diver's perspective, that you would just avoid those areas in the hunt for lobsters? That it's not no. worth. It depends on the lobster. Okay, and it's uh, but by your description, it's the area that you're probably most likely to encounter a boat. People, yeah. people, when they're lobster diving, lose all sense of. Um, uh, they, they could get uh, lobster yeah, fever. Crazy. Take yeah, it from uh-huh. our buddy Jerry, the diver guy. He's not yes. walked in yet, but he's going to join us. And he last the last okay. lobster season, which was actually we had to kind of well, no, it was last year, wasn't it, Barry? Yeah, it was. It was towards the, the end of last year because it wasn't that long ago. Well, it was. And, it and, was the mini season last time, yeah. and Barry. Yeah, but uh, this was around February, or March of this past year because it ends March thirty first, and about a month before y'all came down here to go diving. And he had the flag, which was the first mistake, because he was never lost. Yeah. Well, he he got what we call lobster fever, yes. which is basically all common sense goes out the window. Uh, the first time you see uh, Florida spiny lobster, you're like, oh, my God, there it is. There it is. Yeah. And then Greg. you forget, like, to breathe and and not leave the flag and worry about boats nearby. <laughs> yeah. And, and, about your dive buddies. Just let them go. And this yeah. this may have been a a feverish dream that I have or nightmare that I may have had, but you didn't redo boogie fever to lobster fever, did you? Uh, no, but that is a terrible idea, oh. and chances <laughs> are I'll probably pursue it, it yes. right after we're done today. <laughs> oh my, That's the him. best bad idea he could come up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got plenty more that we're going to share with uh, some yeah, folks. Start writing lines right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I might even fever. share. I might even share one of my favorite lobster songs with you today on the world of boating. No, no. and I'll no. apologize no. in advance. Yeah, no. simple as that. But yeah, it, it's a fun time. Uh, but but you know, common sense goes out the window for the divers, and you know, everybody has to just be aware. Situational awareness couldn't be stressed enough uh, because you know you got a lot of lobster divers that are you know this is the first time back in the water in a while. Uh, if yeah. they haven't been diving, they may be a little rusty. Uh, you got boaters not used to dealing with all these dive flags in the area. So well, you just got to be aware of uh, everything going on around you and uh, make sure you don't have a bad uh, you know, encounter with a diver. That's what we uh, want to avoid at all costs. All right, more coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast we welcome to this huge yacht nick's standing there all sexy it is ahoy ahoy <laughs> check this place out I've been on a boat bigger than this. We go boating a lot in Florida. I'm a boater. I'm experienced. And I look great on a yacht. Hey, boy with a boater. Look at what you did. You made my hawk like a motor. And I'd like to take you out. Maybe give me a shout sometime. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick. Barry the boater. Mike the mariner. And now Jerry the diver guy has joined us. Here in the studio, our special guest today, he's a future boater. He owns a John boat now, so I guess it kind of counts. But he uh, was taking a shower. That's why he missed the first few minutes of the, the world of boating. But uh, or, or were you catching up on the uh, replay of The Bachelor? Uh, no Bachelor here. Yeah, yeah. He was watching The Bachelorette. That's why it took him so long. I may have been watching so, The Bachelorette. Yeah. But yeah. Jer- no, Jerry, no Bachelor. Mm-hmm. So how do you like taking a shower indoors? Huh. It's refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, there's that. But, uh, yeah, you know, Jerry's the one who had lobster fever uh, oh, yeah. last year uh, during lobster mm-hmm. season. And the crustacean crusher has he, returned. Yeah, he he taught us everything of what you're not supposed to do as a scuba diver on lobster season. God bless you. Hey, who limited out? Me. On the radio? Uh, no, in real life. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway... His uh, eyes just bulged out of his head when he saw his first lobster like a there kid on the water. in a candy store. Yeah, <laughs> but he's here to tell us yeah. about it. And we actually we've talked enough about it. We don't need to rehash this stuff. 
Aren't but, uh, eyes bulging out of your head while you're scuba diving? Isn't that a bad sign? Yeah, well, yeah, usually, yeah. It's a okay. sign of, uh, you know. <laughs> Overpressurized. Well, it's not so much that. He just had lobster fever and kind of tunnel vision. Yeah, but you're, you're only five feet down at the time. Well, yeah, actually, we were about 10. Uh, <laughs> actually, we were pretty, we were we were pretty shallow. But still. Do I, do I hear 30? 30? 30 feet? No. No, we didn't. We didn't pass fifteen tops. We're right off the right off the uh, beach there in Fort Lauderdale. That's the best lobster in there is. Believe it or not, you don't have to go very deep. Nope. If you don't want to, no, especially during it, many. That seasons. could be a ninety-minute dive when you're done. Exactly. Uh, the shallower you go, the longer you can stay down underwater. Patrick, there you go. Yeah, but so. the boats, the boats have to stay three hundred feet, or they're supposed to maintain three hundred feet from dive flags. Mm-hmm. So. The challenge for as a boater, especially yeah. traveling at speed, is what is three hundred feet? Well, it, it's it's a football field. Okay, it's a hundred. It's it's a hundred yards. If you go to the uh, local range area, a hundred yards doesn't look that long. I know. So yeah. it, it's that's what when I in the first segment, that's why I make it a point to stay farther out than maybe what I even need to, just. So that I know I'm clear because with the size of dive flags, which I'm glad the state of Florida is considering increasing the size or mandating an increase, is depending on the surface conditions, um, sometimes being able to see that flag in time when you're transiting is an issue. So Mm -hmm. knowing where divers tend Mm -hmm. to be uh, is certainly useful um, in those areas um, so that you can make the proper decision and make a course yeah. correction and stay far enough out that you don't want to have you don't want to be that boater that mm-hmm. uh, comes in contact with a scuba diver under any well, conditions whether you're I'll tell you what if fault, you are a boater yeah. in that situation you're gonna win that fight though I'll tell you that <laughs> no, much. no no you're you're not, not. Well, you're not uh, going to win it. That's never a good thing. No, it's um, not. Of I, course I, I not. You, I mean, here's the, here's the thing, uh, especially during periods of time when you know there are going to be a lot of divers like lobster season, you know, maintaining uh, wide separation from any vessel at anchor is is number one rule. You, mm-hmm. you, you need to stay way clear. I make a practice of staying farther away from a boat than any swimmer would go. Right. So... Um, that that that's a good safety precaution. I do have an acquaintance that was hit by a boat uh, off of West Palm Beach about five years ago, um, and it it was devastating. Yeah, uh, he lived, but I can tell you, it, it was he was surfacing. He was scuba diving. The boat was not where it should be. He was surfacing about uh, uh, about twenty yards from his boat, which is not very far, mm-hmm. and another boat was transiting by and uh and hit him and right. it was uh and, and that, that's the thing for obviously the for the diver it's terrible but for the person mm-hmm. that hit him they feel terrible you know mm-hmm. and so that's the thing you got to be on the lookout for anchored boats dive flags you know people just coming up that could have got separated from their dive flag you just got to really keep your head on a swivel this week uh during wednesday yeah. and thursday when all these divers are going to be out on the water in florida uh, just be a little extra careful that's all you know, and mm-hmm. then just keep an eye out. I mean, you shouldn't be doing this all the time, but just know you got, uh, you know, more people in the water, more chance of having uh, an encounter with a flag or anchored boat or even a stray diver floating around on the surface. Well, even more so now, because with the the uh, 
unprecedented demand for boats and the uh, lack slew, of knowledge, the slew lack of, of experience of yes. new boaters that are out on the water that really just know the bare minimum. And by bare minimum, I mean they know how to start the boat and put it in gear. Um, it's it can be uh, quite frightening, actually, when. Yeah, because you don't know who you're encountering out on the water. You don't know if that boat coming at you, if that guy's an experienced boater, or if he just left the dealership, you know, threw down, you know, $250,000, they hand him the keys, and, you know, away he goes, and doesn't really have a clue, you know, what he's doing, where Mm -hmm. he's going. Uh, So that adds to the, uh, the issue that, you know, with the lobster mini season and the state of boating today in general um i i wouldn't even want to recount the phone calls and emails that i get uh from people that have bought their first boat and they know little to nothing about the boat that they just spent a ton of money on Mm -hmm. um it's it's i I, I I really can't describe it other other than yeah, it, it's it you sh- there should be s- the dealers have to do more but in the private sales is where it comes into play where you know you're yeah. buying I'm I'm coming in to buy Barry's boat um, and I just have the money Barry's not going to say hey so do you tell me about your boating experience and hey let's mm-hmm. now knowing Barry Barry probably would ask that question and probably if I had said hey, this is my first boat. Barry, being the person he is, would probably offer to take me out on the water and spend some time with me, making sure that I know how to properly operate that boat. No, wait, wait. you're assuming a lot. Is. He knows you. No, no, I'm talking if I if he didn't know me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 he'd have to buy lunch if I did that. <laughs> no, I mean I think it's a a bit of a mixed a, a mixed bag. I mean I have some friends that bought boats over the last few years that had previously not been into boating, but they're good reasonable people and they're they're cautious and yeah i mean it's a lot of it's uh, just common sense you know if there's more divers in the water be on the lookout for them look out for those dive flags if you see someone who doesn't seem to get it inform them of what's going on right more coming up you're listening to the world of boating radio network This is the World of Boating. Gregor, first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, and our special guest, Jerry the Diver Guy, who's in the studio with me. As we navigate the latest boating news and information, lobster season this week, I think we've covered that base pretty well. Just be aware they're out there and look out for those dive flags and avoid them at all costs. Try to keep your distance. Going to be a busy week. Yeah, it will be. But everyone will be uh, safer for it if you do just that. So what else have we got uh, today to cover, Patrick? A little bit of industry news uh, breaking this week. Uh, Winnebago Industries, uh, I think everybody's familiar with that name. Uh, Industries, not necessarily Winnebago. Uh, They have agreed to buy the privately held Barletta pontoon boats. Anybody want to gather for how much money did Winnebago, who is the manufacturer of Chris Craft, uh, among mm-hmm. others. What did they pay for this privately held p- 
pontoon boat. Now, if you're familiar with pontoon boats and Barletta, it's definitely a class unto itself. Uh, really nice. nice if if you're into that type of boating. Um, how much? I, I, I don't know how much money, but I'm super excited to see pontoons mounted on the side of Winnebago's now. Yes. That'll be awesome. Yes. yes. They're all going to be silver. Or actually, Winna, maybe it's Winna the Winnebago's will be uh, mounted on the pontoons. Yeah, they'll be called Winneboaters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Oh, wow, really? I, per- I prefer Botabagos. <laughs> I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with $1 million. No, actually, uh, 500 mil. I'm going to go $500 million, Patrick. I'm correct, I, aren't I? No. Ba- Barry? I'll say 50. Barry's like done Googled it. No, uh, no, I'm not going to Google I was just looking at the boats to see what they look like. Sure, you were cheating. Uh, Probably about a million, five, two million. <laughs> Jerry, no, more than one dollar. He's going low. He watches the price is right. So what is it? One three hundred million dollars. I Seriously. win. I win. Oh, wait, you didn't say if I go over. Million. Now, two hundred and fifty-five million upfront in cash and stock, and as much as and as much as sixty-five million. If they meet certain performance milestones over the next two and a half years. I win. I win a free uh, pontoon Nabago. I think that's what it is. Pontoon Nabago. All right. More coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. The ship is sinking. Okay? We're going down right now. Just wrap your heads around the reality of that. In five minutes, this ship is going to be at the bottom of the lake. And there aren't enough spaces on the lifeboat. Who are we going to save? Who's going to fix this ship? We'll get the ship working. Who's going to fix this ship? Who's going to fix this ship? This is the World of Boating. Gregor, first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry, the boater, Mike, the mariner, and our special guest, Jerry, the diver guy, in studio with us today as we get ready to uh, go after some Florida spiny lobster. Him and, uh, him and I are going to buddy up. And uh, the cru- I'm the lobster slayer. He's the crustacean crusher. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we both named ourselves, there you go. if you figured that out. We're going to have right. to find a butter girl. Excuse me. We gotta have a girl to. We gotta have a girl to put the butter on. Huh. Okay. (laughs) I kind of like the sound of that, but I'm not sure my wife would uh, be a big fan. We won't tell her. Butter girl. (laughs) That just sounds gross. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) um, back to back to boats in Winnebago. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Winnebago bought this pontoon company for well about three hundred mil. No, for for three hundred million, not for not about. Well, three hundred million. Well, you you said two fifty cash, and then whatever. But still, that's that's an amazing, insane amount of money for a pontoon company. Yeah, a little higher than a million point five, which was Barry's guess. No, I I mean they're pontoon boats. I mean I didn't think they were that popular. Well, they're they're pretty popular. popular. They are absolutely wildly popular. They got their own song for Christ's sakes. Come on. Yeah, I think I think they'll be fine. In fact, I'm sure they've calculated the return on investment and what the what the revenue projections are. But I see. An opportunity here for Winnebago to package a lifestyle even 
wow. stronger. Yeah, you know, we, you know, you sell a Win- Winnebago with <laughs> a pontoon boat as, <laughs> as a package. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, sell yeah. The, you sell the motorhome and the and uh, you know matching paint schemes and all sorts of things that you can do to make it a package. I see some strength there. Well, there, there there was concern. I remember talking with uh, Rusty when Winnebago agreed to acquire Chris Craft, and the concern there was. Was it going to be a positive or a negative? Because it comes out of uh, being run by a private equity firm that's intent on turning it around and making it profitable and, of course, selling it. And would they continue that or would they then start to look to cut costs and kind of cheapen the product? And it's nice to know that Chris Craft, uh, Winnebago with Chris Craft, uh, went the proper route and continued to uh, improve the product. Wouldn't you have a name to uphold, though? You what would, do you mean? Like Winnebago is is well known. It's well known. I'm not I mean, sure it applies to the pontoon brand. I, I I I'm not sure that that would be a win to use the Winnebago name on the, this pontoon company because no, it's not to do that. Bar, no, not Bar, at all. Bar, Just like Chrysler unto itself is uh, again. It, it's a very well-known and respected name in pontoon right. boats. Again, a little more on the upper end, like Chris Craft. Mm-hmm. All, all, you almost come into a, a category unto itself where Chris Craft and even Cobalt to that end are more considered to be like boutique boats, if you will. Right. Um, you know, they're late cruising, going to go out, going to have some cocktails, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm thinking if you uh, actually went to a fellow boater and said, "Hey, what do you got?" I go, "Oh, I got one of those new Winnebago pontoons." And they're like, "What?" Yeah, that would that wouldn't go. So well, they wouldn't what, want to do that. What what they should do is is get a hold of the remaining members of Rush and option the song Red Barchetta and do a update Red Barletta. Uh, that would don't be get it. Awesome. Don't get it at all. What do you mean you don't that, that get it? Anyway, like just joke. moving on. Moving on. Move on. Listen. I, was, I heard that, Jerry. <laughs> it was serious. I think it would be awesome. Okay. Uh, anyway, so that has happened in industry news. And also, have you guys heard about the spare room? The spare uh, room. I do not have a spare room anymore. Okay. So 71 days ago. This 41-foot boat. Okay, hold up. The spare room's the name of a boat. Correct. Okay, just so we're clear. I I thought he was talking about some secret club or location we're supposed to go to. Isn't that uh, Jerry's looking for a spare room? Yeah. It's a a secret Winnebago club. Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) That's that's why I said this 41-foot boat. That's kind of what I did say, Greg. So this 41-foot boat has been stuck on Highway 71, uh for days it's finally been uh moved um and this was kind of a comedy of errors it wasn't getting moved very far but in an effort to move this if you happen to look at the story which is posted on the world of boating facebook page and the world of boating.com website and you take a look at this boat and you take a look at the trailer that it was sitting on um this this thing, first of all, at the the boat was, I believe, far too big for the capacity of the trailer that it was sitting on. Oh, is this the one that was being towed by like a Ford Dually or something? Yes, ah. yes, yeah. Be, so what did it do? It fall off the trailer and no, get stuck or what? No. Found on road dead. No, it, <laughs> it it would it it would blow a tire, 
and they would pull off. And then, of course, you're trying to, if, if you've ever encountered moving a boat that big, which I have done, and you blow a tire, which I have done, the semi that I was driving, I actually had an air jack in there that I could run off the compressor system for the truck so that I could jack the trailer and the boat um, mm. up high enough to uh, get the tire changed out. Because you're talking 20,000-pound boat plus the weight of a 50-foot Hostar hydraulic water launch trailer, talking about what I was was hauling. This guy uh, did not appear to be so equipped. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Did you see the rear axle on that yeah. thing? Yeah. Uh, th- this crazy. This thing. So blowing tires, getting tires changed, can, getting back on the road, then another tire blows. Then they're they're on the side of the road. They're getting ready to call this tow service. The tow service is like, we got to bring in cranes to lift this thing yeah. off of this trailer to put it on a proper trailer to move it. Meanwhile, nobody nobody wants to pay the cost for this thing. It's really not blocking traffic, but it is creating a uh, that rubbernecking portion of driving where people are slowing down to look at this thing. And they even wound up having to change out axles. Yeah. What blows me away is so, somewhere along the line, the guy that was driving this thing, you know, had that boat placed on that trailer. God knows how he did that. And then he looked at his truck and he looked at the whole rig and he said, yep, we're good to go. I think he, yeah. I think he said, here, hold my beer. And, and, yes. and, for, the, and for those of us who have been boating and trailering, um, We've all seen that. In fact, Barry, you you sent me pictures via text. Yeah, uh, uh, that uh, it was a pontoon boat, right? No, I didn't send it. I don't know who sent uh, that, but uh, I, I, yeah, we were trying to guess if it was, you know, what they say. What's wrong with this? Yeah, and I, I and I I could tell you exactly. It, it was a they had to move the boat. This was the trailer they had available, so they put four by fours across it, right. so they could offset the boat, so that the left pontoon could clear the tires. Oh, uh, that was, oh, no, that's that why it was offset. I, I sent that picture. I yeah. sent that. I was driving. I was driving home from the boat last week, and uh, driving down seventeen ninety two. They missed the runners. I so thought they I, did. Yeah, I had actually right. been behind I, that trailer. I had been behind that trailer and. The boat was literally offset. He missed the runners and decided to just strap the boat down and leave. But hmm. but there was a four by four running across the back. No, that wasn't a four by four. That was that was just a cross member on the trailer that had some patina on it. Yeah, remember? I, yeah, I was looking yeah. at it. And I said to myself, "There's just, nothing holding but it, it, but it." But but it was sitting on top of the frame, was it not? No, no, it was offset to the left of both runners. That he missed the runners. Yeah. decided to just strap it down and leave. I, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I assume that it was one of those where. Hey, we got to move this boat. Hey, Bob, you got yeah. a trailer. And the offset, just the angle that the picture looked like, that if it had been on the runners based on the size of the pontoons, they would have been in contact with the tires on yeah, the left no. side. No, the, tra- the trailer was matched to the boat. It was the same width. In fact, we looked at it like... How can like, you... Ma- is- okay, I, I can't... I, I can't... I, I have a hard time understanding, even on V-Haul uh, boats, people getting the stern off a little bit, you yeah, know, depending yeah. on the ramp. But a pontoon boat with those runners, which are designed so easy. to <laughs> capture both pontoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when usually you, you have you have inside runners as well. How yeah. that 
He missed it, it to the left and thought you, and thought thought he had to strap it down and leave. I guess, but if, well, I get I, I give him credit for strapping it down. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you drive the trailer too deep, and then you take the boat up there, you, you I've seen boats where they drive them too deep, and then they take the boat up and they start pulling it out, and you see yeah. the boat's croc, uh, it's crooked. It's not cockeyed. Yeah. They, Cockeyes, not on the stakes properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do well, the big back- question is, how long did Mike uh, drive behind this vessel and get his picture before he swerved out of the way? And, hey, I don't want to end up uh, having this turn into my speed bump here on my way home. We'll find out next. Stay close to the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast call the police Dial 911 it's the lobster squad hey, hey. Check the rhythm, check the rhyme. Come on, everybody, it's lobster time. I'm Larry the lobster. I crawl around the sea. I'm Larry the lobster. Let's see what we can be. I'm Larry the lobster. I hope you have fun with me. With Larry the lobster, down in the deep blue sea. <laughs> this is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry uh, the boater and or bugger is what we call him during lobster season. And Mike the Mariner rounding out the crew. Special guest, Cherry the Diver Guy. 
in the studio as we get ready to go after Larry the Lobster uh, or Barry the Lobster or Mary the Lobster. I don't really care. As long as she doesn't have eggs, we can eat her. Mm-hmm. That sounded wrong. But anyway, yeah. um, you know, when it comes to trailering your vessel, I guess you the moral of that story and what was it? Uh, the dark room? What was, What is the name the of the boat dark again? Room. <laughs> what was it? The uh, safe room? What is it, Patrick? The spare room. The spare room vessel was like a 40-foot boat uh, on a trailer, and it ended up blocking traffic and everything and just stranded on the it, interstate. Well, it, it, it was stranded on the side. Mm-hmm. They'd come out. They'd change tires, start to move it again, blow yeah. another tire, pull off. Then the uh, Texas Department of Transportation was going to get involved. They were looking at, again, a tow agency. Tow agency said, we're going to have to bring out two cranes. It's going to be like $15,000 for us to move this thing. Mm -hmm. The owner of the boat is like, no, 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 I'll take care of it. Meanwhile, they're jacking Mm -hmm. the trailer up. They're putting axles on it. (laughs) All kinds of nonsense. And, you know, when it comes to the truck he was pulling it with, what truck was that? It was a really, it was undersized for that load. Mm. Like a dual, like a F 350 or yeah, something know, like some that. Sort of yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> it's it, crazy. It, because even that trailer, I don't, I couldn't tell from the picture, but it didn't appear to be like a panel hook. It looked like it was a uh, two and five sixteenths, you know, ball hitch, um, which, you know, after you're over a <laughs> certain weight, um, it would be mandated that, you know, you're a panel hook and you are, uh, either uh, air brakes or hydraulic air, you know, electric. Uh, there, there's you get into a whole different classification of moving a boat like that. I'm pretty sure that he didn't have the oversized load permit. It's pretty, it's, pretty sure it wasn't just, flagged. It's just a real head scratcher. I mean, what made him think that was a good idea? Because he only had to move it. It was a very short distance. It wasn't like he was going, you know, uh, fifty miles or a hundred miles, but. It's often those short distances that get us because I can get away with this with the bare minimum to get this boat moved. And I guess the guy who owned the boat actually had one of his employees doing it. And it, again, just creates this, uh, for lack of a better term, a comedy of errors that could have been really bad um, had something worse happened with that trailer like the frame of the trailer breaking um yeah. the 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 uh attachment point uh breaking um yeah. he's lucky well it's texas so, so and i and i say it's yeah. texas not like hey texas but there's when you're transporting especially oversized loads once you get west of dallas it's pretty yeah. much what it go, go man right, you want to run right. at night you want to so, they'll just let you go all the way so till you get to california then they get talk, you yeah so let's talk about what costs he was trying to avoid here i mean i mean all of hire, them it sounds like right so so but <laughs> yeah. all right but look what it has cost him i mean oh, yeah he, mm-hmm. he must be hemorrhaging cash right now for probably if he was only moving the boat 25 miles or something Probably for fifteen hundred bucks, he could have hired a fully insured boat transportation company to come in and transport his boat to its new location right. in two hours. But he has an he employee who who could come into the office and say, "Hey, boss, fifteen hundred dollars me that boat." Boat, I was like, and then yeah. Jerry would say, "Like, oh heck, I could do okay. that for fifty bucks." Hold my beer a minute. Yeah, hold my, yeah, beer. Hold my beer. Yeah, hold my beer. I'll be right back. 
Barry, do it for uh, Barry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a bidding war between Barry and Jerry. Yeah. And a guy shows up in a Toyota Tacoma with a, you know. Mm-hmm. Let, let, again, we, we've, Tacoma we've, has the guts. The Honda does not. We, we, we've, we've, we've all been witness to the, the trailering fiascos. Uh, and, and in some cases, I mean, I, again, as much transportation as I have done in the past, whether with dualies, whether with the semi, um, I've had blowouts, I've had parts of the trailers break, but also I'm transporting legally. I've got the right equipment. I've got contacts that if I do have a breakdown, they can come out, can assist because I wasn't necessarily carrying spare tires for that big Hostar hydraulic, but I had the equipment on board to where I could get it jacked up. And even the cool thing about those Hostar hydraulics, the ones that we used, is each wheel was its own independent suspension, if you will. So I could, if you follow, if I had, let's say, a center right tire blow and I didn't have a spare I could get that tire off, and then I could raise via the airbag that center, that right center up, lock it in place, and it would be clear of any obstruction to ground. It wouldn't be dragging, anything like that, and I could continue on at a slower pace to get to my destination. I've had to do that in the past. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that that's a really, really cool trailer when you, you've got those like that, that you can articulate each wheel unto itself. Um, not to mention the frame of the trailer and the tongue and all that, some really cool stuff. This went horribly, horribly awry. So, so much. (laughs) So this boat spent so much time on the side of the road. It got its own Twitter page. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It was trending on Twitter. There you go. No, it had, it it was the bat cave. I think it was the bat cave boat because that's the location. Mm -hmm. Um, crazy, crazy stuff of the spare room. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. You don't want to be that guy. And on that note, we'll wrap it up for this week. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life life is is better as as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.